Hi, welcome to the Exodexa podcast. I'm Leah Haynes, and I am here with Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Exodexa, and a board member, John Kraft. And uh, say hi, guys. I'd really like everybody to get to know John a little bit today. Yeah, I think I'll John is a superstar, and I think it's time we hear from him. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited to be part of the project and the company. So maybe talk a little bit, John, about your background, because I I only really knew your involvement at, in Pandora when we first had our conversation. And then when you told me more about Thrively, it was like, oh, wow, he's already interested in what we're working on. Yeah, I mean, my background has has really been for 35 years as a as a startup addict. You know, I can't really get away from them. I started in the database business, um, did a venture-backed startup that was relational OLAP, which we sold to Informix, which was a big database company, which then got bought by IBM. So I started out in enterprise software and databases. Um, and then um, I, I started with a good friend of mine uh, from Stanford. I started Pandora um, at the end of uh, 1999 and then into 2000. And so that became a big a part of my life for a number of years. Um, and then um, when I moved uh, back and, and became a board member of Pandora, I started really engaging in the Southern California startup ecosystem and uh, spent several years with Bill Gross at Idea Lab. We started a company together called Uber Media, um, uh, which has since been acquired. And, and then I left and started uh, a company called Thrively um, with uh, a gentleman who I had worked with before and who I brought, had brought into Uber Media, Garish Venkat. Um, and Thrively was built as a platform to help kids discover their passion in life early, uh, but also to help um, kids express who they are in, in the classroom and for teachers to be able to get to know who kids really are in the classroom because um, it's a very difficult relationship to start and it's hard for teachers to get to know kids. And, and uh, Thrively starts out as a strength assessment. So kids uh, do a, about a 30-minute assessment and it gives them back, all in very positive terms, their unique strengths. And so not only do they get to see that uh, and share that with their classmates with pride, but also their teachers get to see that. And it really, there's a lot of statistics out there about how much more engaged kids are when their teachers know them and when they believe their teachers know who they are, when they're not, when they become de-anonymized in a sense, you know, and they really feel like a part of the classroom community. So that's what Thrive is. We're in about 120,000 classrooms across the country today. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been an exciting project. John, was... A lot of that was like, you know, determining what the nine levels of intelligence, you know, the Howard Gardner stuff, or was it more about, you know, whether they were, you know, passionate about sports or fantasy games or what have you? How, what were, could you drink, drill down on that a little bit for me? Sure. Yeah. No, we worked with, um, two of the seven uh, board certified pediatric neuropsychologists in California to create our taxonomy, our strength taxonomy. Um, and there are 23 different strengths and they range from things like 
creative thinking to um, uh, analytical thinking to uh, yes, athletic ability and and um, writing ability. Uh, so it's it's a pretty broad range, um, and uh, the idea is to is to capture sort of enough of what's unique and special about a kid that we can um, introduce them to things that they might be excited about that they would never have thought to try, so extracurricular opportunities, uh, even academic opportunities. That's how it started, and it's grown into this really important mechanism for identity for a kid, identifying um, with their strengths and having their teachers identify with their strengths. And there are so few opportunities for kids to get that kind of positive feedback. So I see the benefit of it. No yeah, no, it's, and teachers, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard, it, was, it was a hard thing to get off the ground because it's sort of in the abstract sense, you know, teachers didn't quite understand what we were doing. But when we started rolling it out in classrooms, um, seeing kids light up when they read their profiles and, all the, and they learn about all these amazing strengths that they have, and they get to and they get to understand that their classmates are seeing that and their teachers are seeing that. It's really um, been eye opening for for schools. So your output would basically be a paragraph or two describing the kid. Yeah, it's a, it's a specific strength profile. So there's a unique um, combination of strengths that we identify for them, um, and then it's about a page of. of content that that we generate that talks about what's special about them gotcha. and then, it sounds and then like a, i'm sorry go ahead no i was just going to say it's it's like a perfect prequel to what we wrote about in the book in terms of individualized learning i mean this is like a roadmap for the child something that they see and instead of pointing out what they're not good at, it's pointing out their areas of strength and interest. So being able to build a curriculum around that and get kids engaged in their education out of interest rather than obligation would be highly beneficial. Yes. And, and one of the, there's some sort of tangential benefits that are pretty spectacular. Like we've seen teachers that have, de you know, deployed Thrively, um, start to get much higher attendance. So, you know, in schools where there's a struggle for attendance, they're seeing a lot better attendance on the part of the kids who've taken the assessment. Um, and also a dramatic reduction in referrals for discipline. So it has some really mm. special um, side effects, you know, mm. that we're really excited about and, and that we couldn't have predicted. You know, some of them, maybe we had some some thoughts that we might see, but yeah, it's been really uh, rewarding. Well, you know, it's, it's harder to be a delinquent if people know you, but if you're anonymous, then, you know, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get away with a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you, once, and, and also um, when you feel better about yourself and cause you, cause you, um, your strengths have been articulated and, you know, um, distributed, you know, people understand them, um, you're less inclined to be disruptive, you know, and you're less inclined to want to stay home because you have your special place now in that classroom. And really considering the importance of 
positive reinforcement and, and the, the fact that they understand that the teacher knows them. It's hard for an educator, having been one in the classroom, to really know 30 or 35 kids. This is the shorthand. And, and then the relationship with the child is so much more productive because they feel that this teacher isn't just talking to them because they're a certain whatever in the classroom or in that age. This teacher is talking to them because they know them and they yeah. have a, an interest and in understanding. Uh, even for a, a, a poorer teacher, like the teachers that don't care as much about the kids as the others, it would still be a benefit because they would get to know some things about the strength, whether they engaged or not. Yeah. I mean, one of the statistics that's mind blowing is that kids are 30 times more engaged, 30 times when the teacher knows them. Um, and, wow. you know, I mean, it's it, it makes such a big difference to feel seen as a kid. You know, and we talk about all the time the challenges with with the current structure of the classroom and how there's one teacher and 35 kids. Um, but like the specific details of what that means and how that impacts kids um, are so profound. And one of them is simply you can't get to know 35 kids. Um, it takes a lot of effort and energy and you're spending all that energy trying to teach them things and then trying to discipline them. Um, and so it's a very difficult challenge. And so just that, just that has this incredibly profound impact. And that engagement is what translates to attendance, <laughs> and lack of disciplinary problems. Um, so there's, and there's a lot more. It's just really amazing. I think that the same is true of adults at work. They are going to respond favorably and do a better job if they felt seen and heard by the boss. So yes. it, it, you yes. know, it, it's incredibly uh, productive in the classroom, but I think it's a sort of universal truth that if we feel heard and seen and understood, then we are going to be more productive. Yeah. Well, I know that in my companies, I used to, you know, every afternoon I'd take a walk around the factory floor and the people really liked that mm -hmm. because they felt like, uh, you know, I'd stop and I'd talk to people and, you know, ask them what we could do better and that. And, you know, that several times I heard, Gino, you know, that, you, know you, you seem like you care. The guy I worked with before, all he did was sit on his butt in the front office. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that that approachability is really helpful for communication and the proper functioning of the, of the, of the company. Yeah, and it, it leads to better, you know, in, in your case, I think better management, but also in, in the school, in the classroom, you know, better teaching. Because when ki when teachers understand their kids and know their strengths, there's a, there's a different level of engagement that they then bring to the table. And of course, all teachers are different, but, but you know, um, on an aggregate level, you know, when there's, when there's a relationship, um, the teacher invests more. And it, you know, it shows, it, it, it pays dividends. So we're creating a educational platform. We're trying to automate as much of it as we can, but that being said, would it make sense for us to maybe license some of that software and put all our kids through that so that we can more adapt 
our learning information to them? It's an interesting question. You know, um, I mean, I, I do think that when a, when a kid logs into a new platform, if the first thing it, it says is, uh, you know, to acknowledge who they are uniquely, you know, and, and talk about their strengths and say, hey, we've got a great, you know, uh, journey for you. And that you, if we think you're going to really enjoy, in particular, maybe this path through our journey because of, you know, the, the interest that you've already and the strengths that you've already demonstrated. I, I can imagine that being pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, I think there's, you know, there's some brainstorming to be done there for sure. Cool. And I think later, uh, later this summer, we're going to have a lunch maybe with the rest of your team at Thrively. Yeah, that would be great. They're looking forward to that for sure. And I've shared, well, I think shared with, with, uh, with Garish uh, your book, um, the, you know, the book that you two collaborated on. And um, I just sent it the other day. So he's, I'm sure he's going to read it. He's a very busy guy, but I know he's excited to read it. Well, I'm going to close first by saying thank you for the beautiful forward that you wrote for the book. Nolan called me after and said, hey, I want to read the book now. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to thank uh, anybody who's been listening and, and uh, sharing this with us. And, and soon we'll introduce uh, Tim Morton, who's a board member that uh, that John brought on. And hopefully we can get John to stay with us and talk about a few other topics. And I also want to say, you know, we just saw the typeset version of the book. It's It looks like it came from a real set of authors. You know? <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it's fantastic. I, I talk about it in the forward, but I think people are going to really enjoy it. Thank you. You know, I can remember when we first, when we built the first Pongs, I looked at it and I said, boy, this looks like it came from a real company. <laughs> <laughs> there is Atari. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Leah.